Stay tuned for another sports presentation on the worldwide leader of Marshall University Athletics coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 Sports Team. Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I'm your host for the first half of the show, Jonathan Edwards. Marshall women's basketball has entered a new era this season, now under the advising of new head coach Kim Caldwell. Despite all the new parts of the team, there are some returning stars. I'm joined by two of them this evening. First this evening is the grad student guard and veteran member of the Thundering Herd, Abby Beeman, and on the other side, sophomore guard and all-around talent, Sydney Scott. I just want to take the time before we get into the thick of it, and thank you both for being here tonight and taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Moving forward, we'll go ahead and start with a question for both of you. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing good. I can't complain too much. I'm doing good as well. Awesome. Well, we'll start with Abby here. We'll go all the way back to the fans' first exhibition game against you, Pike, when you racked up 15 points, 10 assists. Although it was a preseason game, how did that quality performance boost your confidence going into the regular season? Um, I would say a good bit. Um, I already have confidence in myself. I think it was just getting out there with the team for the first time in front of the home crowd and just being able to, as a team in general, just everyone get on the scoring board and all that good stuff. So going into our first game, we felt pretty confident about it. Okay, and then moving on, Sydney, it's your sophomore year here at Marshall. How has your personal game improved this season thus far compared to last season? Um, I feel like I've been getting down the court faster. I feel like I've been dribbling a lot more than I did last year, so I feel like I have confidence as well to play this next season. What has built your confidence in the off season from last year? Um, I think Coach Kim gave me a chance to express more of my talents than what I already have, like rather than shoot the three, do mid-ranges, or drive to the basket find my open teammates. All right, and then Abby, as someone who is more experienced and has been in Sydney's shoes before, how did you? How did your game improve between your freshman and sophomore year in college? Uh, I would say a good bit. I just learned like the X's and O's of college basketball and um, really took what I needed to work on in the offseason to help me improve my sophomore year. And you can tell that Sid has already done that, and I know she'll continue to improve. All right, and then Abby, what, what would – what advice would you give to Sydney at this stage in her college career? I would say you just got to put the work in for the results that you want. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but some days it's hard to get out of bed and put the extra work in or, you know, late nights getting shots up in the gym, but it really does pay off if you do put the time in. Alrighty, and then for both of you now, a huge talking point of the offseason has been the acquisition of new head coach Kim Caldwell. As two players that played under Tony Kemper last season, how has the transition been for you? And we'll go ahead and start with Sydney. How has it changed for you? I feel like it's been like a lot faster, up and down. We really didn't press as much last year as we did. Now we press for 40 minutes. I feel like that was the big change. Um, I feel like Coach Kim has pushed us to be harder learn new things about ourselves, grow as a person. I feel like last year we was just like in a box. You do one thing, you do Like we all was just role players. Now I feel like we all can just express our talents within that 40 minutes we play. All right, then Abby, for you? Uh, I think it's definitely a different game. Um, Coach Kim likes to play a faster pace of basketball than Coach Kemper did, but um, 
overall it's just adjusting to the pace of play, but still um, showcasing our talents in the um, ways that we've been given to do so. All right, and then Sydney, can you uh, speaking of Coach Caldwell changing the pace of the team? Can you walk me through a what would possibly be a usual day of practice this year? Well, first we do like a finishing drill, or like we do something that's like on the time. Like we do thirteen a minute, which is do thirteen layups within that one minute, one side. Um, then we start off with one on one. Then we usually do like transition stuff, like four and three or four and five just working on our traps and rotations and i just feel like after that we just usually play for a competition or we do like some extra stuff we need to work on as well and do you think that the different style of practice has improved the team's uh, performance or is it more taxing um for sure improving the team because without like knowing our rotations to trap or do whatever we need to do i feel like that has been easier for the team with our practice and sometimes we pre-practice go after practice and just work continue to work on stuff that we need to work on and now that we're in the season i'll stick with you for one more um how has the half court defense been implemented more in practice as the season goes on um i feel like she wants us to get like more in our opponent shorts like don't back up away from them and I feel like I've grown to that because last year I was always backed up from my defender now coach Kim wants me to like you know always pressure them to like make an uncomfortable decision that they need to work faster on mentally all right and then back over to you Abby what is the toughest part of coach Caldwell's practices um I'd say definitely the extra running she makes us do within the practices I think that's a pretty easy answer most of us would probably say that Alrighty, and then now that you're in the season and two games have already went final, the team is one and one. We'll go ahead and start with the season opener against George Mason. Not the outcome the team had hoped for, but a strong showing of resilience to make the game close. Abby, 61 of the 77 points against George Mason came from you, Rochelle Scott, and Brianna Campbell. As part of that three, what did you do right to finish the game with the stat line of 16 points, seven rebounds, and three assists? Yeah, um... I'm a really big competitor, so I'm going to look in the mirror first and foremost. I had too many turnovers that game, and for the points I did account for, I also gave up some. So I'll take responsibility for that. And then just being able to get out there with my team and just finally, you know, be able to put it together on the floor, even though it's not the game we wanted, I think we're really going to take it and learn from it. And hopefully that might be the best thing that happens to us this season is just um, taking that loss and learning and growing from it and then being able to compete with Roe and Bree and then all my other teammates. It was just um, a great way to start the season. And St sticking with them as well, you have played with Rochelle Scott before, but for Brianna Campbell, how has your guys' chemistry, at least when you two are on the court together, how has it gelled early on in the season? Uh, I think pretty well. Like you kind of said, I never really played with Bree before, just practices and all that. And honestly, we haven't had a lot of game action to do so, even though scrimmages and some exhibitions here and there. But um, I think just as the season goes on, the more we learn how to play with one another and know each other's tendencies will really help us in the long run. Okay, and then Sydney, you got to play some minutes in the game as well against George Mason, but ultimately the, ultimately the team came up short. How did the locker room respond after the ge first game of the season, and how did you guys shake it off to prepare for Chattanooga? Um, I feel like we kind of just was stuck on that. We watched film the day before. Um, we took that loss to the heart. I mean, nobody was happy about that. It's the first game we wanted to win, so I feel like we watched film, practiced at Chattanooga, and um, we learned from our mistakes. Absolutely, and we'll stick on the Chattanooga game now on a 
for a much better result for Marshall this time around. Abby, you dropped 18 points this time, but a stat that may be overlooked from the victory. You also collected five steals. How did you balance your focus between the offensive and defensive performances to have such a complete game? Uh, well, we weren't shooting well as a team, and just knowing that I can control what I do on defense and I can control my effort, I try to get my hand on as many balls as I possibly could. And then I know that if we get steals, we get um, easy turnovers that will turn into offense for us. So getting my defense going always helps my offense, and I'm going to control what I can control, and that's, and that's something I can do. And then, Sydney, you also found the bottom of the net from downtown, tallying your first three-pointer of the regular season. Now, uh, your freshman year performances showed your range from behind the arc. Is that a part of the court that you feel most confident in? Yeah, but um, I feel like over the summer I've worked on getting to the basket more and shooting the three. Teams are going to look at me as just a straight shooter, like stay up on her. So now I need to expand my game to get to the basket more this season. And was that something that developed early on in, uh, when you started to be – play basketball have you always been a, a three-point long-range shooter or is that something that developed later uh, closer to college I've been playing since I was like first grade I didn't shoot my first three till I was in fourth grade so I feel like I was a driver more than I was a shooter and then over time high school came I started to shoot more threes and last year I was just a knockdown three-pointer but this year I feel like I can do three and drive now okay and then we'll stick with the Chattanooga game for one more question um First official uh, regular season win under Coach Caldwell. How did that feel after we talked about the locker room just now after the George Mason game? But on the flip side, how did it feel in the locker room after the first team victory under this new uh, style of play? Well, when we got in the locker room, we all was kind of excited for ourselves because we know, like, we are something. Like, we are playing for somebody that's new. And I feel like that win was just meant for us more than rather than, oh, we just got our win. So I feel like after the lock, when we got in the locker room, we got our waters and sprayed her. So we all kind of were just happy for her, happy for us because we got our win and this is a new transition. So I feel like, okay, now we can trust each other. This is something we can do for 40 minutes, something we can do all season. And then, Abby, for you, you've been on multiple se – now you've had multiple seasons with the Herd as well. Uh, speaking from a more veteran uh, standpoint, how, how did that locker room feel after the game? Uh, just super awesome, super cool for Coach Cam getting her first win, and I'm just super glad that I was able to be part of that team. I know she's going to do great things in the future when I'm gone, when we're all gone, um, but just super special to be part of that first one. Okay, and then now looking ahead, the next game is at Northern Kentucky this Saturday. What has this week's preparation looked like for you both? We'll stay with. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Sydney. Um, this week we have been working on like working on our rotations, like we said every day. We just work on something that we need to improve on. So I feel like Northern Kentucky, we can be sharp and have that great IQ that, you know, we need to have. We've been playing up and down, like we scrimmage each other most of the practice. So I feel like we just need to learn, like when to move, know our chemistry to get ready for Northern Kentucky. And then upon your preparation for that Northern Kentucky game, is there anything that stands out in Northern Kentucky's game plan and arsenal that you guys will be looking to focus on defending? Um, we don't really look at their scout too, like two days before. So right now we're just working on ourselves. Maybe Thursday or Friday we get to look at their film, look at their tendencies, their scout, and to see like what they do and what they don't do. Okay, and then Abby, for you, uh, how how has this week looked for you preparing for this game? 
Um, kind of like Sid said, we've just you know, been working on ourselves and the things that we've seen in the Chattanooga film and the Georgia Mason film that we need to be better at and hoping that that translates over on Saturday. But um, as always, a Division One team, they're going to be a good team and a good test, and it's early in the year, so you never know what a team's like. So. Absolutely. And then one thing I've been wondering about is the balance of home and away contests this season uh, as Saturday is also on the road. Of the 12 out-of-conference games this season, nine of them are on the road and only three are at home. That is not ideal for any team, but how have you guys adapted? We'll start with you, Abby. Um, I think it just makes it that much sweeter when we do get to play at home finally, and if we can get road wins, it'll be that much easier coming home and having the crowd support and fan support behind us to get um, home wins as well. So. And then, Sydney, for you? Um, I feel like at home it it is like – great to have like their fans come our fans come but i feel like when we are away it's like a bigger challenge to see like what are like who are we like when, who are we on the road like i just feel like we just need to prove ourselves on the road so at home can be easier like abby said is the game day prep any different on the road than it is at home or is it the same um i think it's the same we start off with film for home well not really home games but before we go out and play we usually watch film go over our scout again some of us like to like have we have this app called fast scout some of us look over that scout just to see like oh who am i going to be guarding um then we have shoot around shoot around is like usually we go over their stuff again go over our stuff just to make sure everything's straight and yeah all right and then abby for you on the road um what is something that or excuse me where is a place on the road that is always a spot to mark on your calendar especially like this year is there any road games that necessarily stick out more than others uh yeah that's a good question i would say i'm really look i mean you always look forward to playing like big venues like wake forest and things like that but conference wise james madison's always a good matchup just because it's kind of grown into a little bit of a rivalry and they have a good atmosphere and a pretty new gym so i'm always looking forward to that one absolutely and we'll take one more real quick we'll we'll get more into the individual focus questions real quick starting with sydney before coming to marshall you had quite the high school career with over 1100 points multiple all catholic nods and an all-state one as well those stats will catch some attention uh, from anyone did you receive any other offers from other schools outside of marshall before coming here yeah i did a couple but um i feel like marshall was a place for me it was a great community great atmosphere i came when i first came to visit we i went to a football game so i feel like Oh, people come to a track football game, so I feel like they will come to a track, you know, bas- girls' basketball games as well. So I feel like it was just a great community to be in. It's small. I'm usually the type of person that be in a small town, so I feel like it was just a great fit for me. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have the second half of this segment. You're listening to Sports Radio Network. Hey, what's up, guys? How's Monday treating you? Getting by, man. Getting by. How about that herd game on Saturday? Aw, man, that game was epic. I was so worried about that last drive. Uh, yeah, man, that last shot was great. Um, what? What are you talking about, dude? Don't be that guy. WMUL makes it easy to keep up with all things martial sports. Football, basketball, baseball, and so much more. Only on 88.1 WMUL. Have you heard the buzz about West Nile virus? Protect yourself and your family from the mosquito bites that spread the virus. 
When you go outside, use mosquito repellent containing DEET. When possible, wear long sleeve shirts and pants and remove standing water around your home where mosquitoes breed. Anyone can become infected, but if you're over 50, you're at higher risk for severe disease or even death from West Nile virus. Remember, the best defense comes from things you can do yourself. Fight the bite. Tell mosquitoes to buzz off. Jonathan Edwards, join with me again. Uh, grad student and guard uh, for Marshall Women's Basketball, Abby Beeman and sophomore Sydney Scott. Thank you guys for being on here again. We'll go ahead and start, uh, as we were talking right before the break, uh, we were talking about your time in high school basketball, and you had four of those. You had multiple all-Catholic nods. Uh, how did your high school career pan out for you? Were you proud of it? And how did it carry over into college basketball um I feel like I was proud of myself my old teammates I feel like we all have grown as people as a person as a basketball player three two of my other teammates actually are in D1 basketball as we speak right now um I feel like I've grown from that like like faster wise we played fast in high school a little bit so I feel like this one this season I feel like I've been you know used to Playing with high school players, college players, is two different things, but I feel like with, if you have the right girls, it feels like all the same. Do you stay in contact with those people that you played high school ball with and maybe take advice from them every now and then? Yes, my friend Maggie Dugan, she plays for Richmond. Um, she played today actually against um, a team, and I just feel like we always keep, in, keep, keep each other in contact, so I feel like we always give each other advice on how things is going, how things is going. Um, sometimes we'll talk about like what we need to work on as a person, as a player. So I feel like I always keep in contact with them. And one more for you real quick. Uh, also, you came from a family with a basketball, with basketball in its blood. Your mother, Jackie, played basketball at James Madison. We were just talking about James Madison. Were you raised with the love of basketball or did you find it on your own? Um, I was always in a basketball mentality. My mom, like you said, she played at JMU, so she always wanted me to be, you know, just as good as her or better. Um, my dad was my first coach when I started playing in second grade, so I feel like he, him and her made me have the love of basketball that I have today. Alrighty, and then over to you, Abby. You joined Marshall before, right before last season. You, tra you transferred from Shepherd, also in West Virginia, uh, where you already cemented yourself as a top player in the country in some categories. How did your experience at Shepherd create success here at Marshall? Oh, um, tremendously. Uh, I got my start at Shepard and I wouldn't trade those years for anything um it's all basketball at the end of the day it's the same length on the court um not not much changes there but just having the caliber of teammates I have now probably a higher level there and then obviously there's some height difference between the two levels but overall basketball is basketball it's five on five so you just gotta look at it that way absolutely and with sticking with your time at Shepard um did you have like a favorite game or a career game or memory that you have from there that you carried here? Yeah, actually, um, ironically enough, it was in the regional final and it was at Glenville State, but we were playing Gannon. Um, the game went into double overtime. We ended up winning it. Um, Shepard hadn't made the NCAA tournament in a while. So that one's special to me, and I hold that one close to my heart. It was also my last game in a Shepard jersey, so it means a good bit to me, and it's just kind of um, a coincidence that I ended up being coached by the, by the person who coached in that gym. And then... 
Abby, you also racked up over 2,000 points in high school, a four-time All-State player and letter winner. How did you find your love of basketball? Um, I don't really know how, but I did gymnastics up until the fifth grade, and then I had to make a decision between the two. But I just remember I'd practice three and a half hours a day for gymnastics every day, but I'd always make time before to go outside and just shoot on my hoop outdoors. I always just loved the game, and at the end of the day, when I had to make that choice, it ended up being pretty easy. Just I'm at a young age, just really you know, fell in love with the game, and it's carried through all these years. Did your family encourage you to play basketball, or did they want you to stick with gymnastics? Um, I think gymnastics was a little more expensive, so they were probably pretty happy I chose basketball, but my family's big sports people, so at the end of the day, I think basketball um, fits them more so. And then sticking with the different sports growing up, uh, one more for you, Abby. You were also accredited in high school for track and field. Uh, when did you know that basketball was your best sport? Yeah, so I did track and field and I did cross country. Uh, really good coach for track and field and cross country. I did distant on the distance side, and he really helped me keep me in shape for basketball and stuff. And I always knew it was going to be basketball, but I just like to do those sports to keep me in shape. And then it was always just fun to compete. And then back over to you, Sydney. Now, uh, is there a game on the lengthy remaining schedule, just two games in now, that you have your eyes on, especially other than the next one, of course? Um, like Abby said, I like to play JMU only because, like, it's my mom's school, and I feel like when we beat them, I can just look at my mom and be like, yeah, now what? Has has there been, like, a little budding rivalry between you and your mother between uh, for the Marshall-JMU games? Oh, yeah, for sure. When they played, JMU played Marshall football, my mom called me, and she was like, oh, look, um, JMU's winning or so-and-so, but... Um, I feel like me and my mom are big competitors, so I feel like I got it. I got it from her for real. So I just feel like JMU. Um, they're a good team. We're a good team, so I can't wait to see what we have upcoming season. Okay, and then let's talk about you guys together now. Uh, do you guys have any travel stories between the two of you that you always like bring a laugh or a smile, a smile to your face? And have you ever? T- uh, you guys have been teammates for over a year now. Is there anything that comes to mind? We'll start with you, Abby. Um, I can't really think of any specific examples, but Sydney Scott is just a silly girl. So there's a bunch of stories there, none in specific, but uh, yeah, she always puts a smile on my face and knows how to make everyone on the team laugh. So Sydney, for you, um, after a couple hours, everybody starts like you know take their headphones off and we was trying to, like we'll play like trivia. We do like a theme like Disney, Nickelodeon, or like science or history. The ones I'm not good at, but. We usually do that, and everybody just laughs when we get, like, an answer wrong or an answer right too fast. Like, it's just funny. It's fun to be around the team on the bus. And we'll go ahead and stick with travel since that's been a mainstay of early in the season. Is Are there any times that the travel, the travel on the road and in the air has gotten to be uh, a bit of a burden late in the season? Um, I don't think so. I just feel like we all – you know, after a win, especially the bus is more talkative after a win, after a loss, you know, it's really quiet. Nobody has really anything to say. We just kind of put our headphones in. But this past, like, weekend, week, it's been a long, long bus ride, and I just feel like we all got to know each other a little bit more. The person you sit next to, you get to talk to him a little bit. But I feel like the bus was the bus would be a bus. Like, we all kind of just drive. We all be around each other a lot anyway during practice, off the court, just class something like that but I just feel like a bus is just a bus Abby for you are is there any uh is there anything you'd like to add on to that one uh not really I would just say like you know every time I get to play basketball even if it's traveling or at home it's just a blessing so I don't take that for granted and 
um, anytime we get to ch- uh, chance to compete and tip the ball, uh, we're ready to go home or away. Alrighty, and then w- one more question on that. Marshall fans are known to be pretty passionate. Have Have you noticed that being on the road this year early on, or is there any stories regarding that where Marshall fans have come out in droves to come see you guys on the road? Yeah, um, the George Mason game, they were breaking out, and mm-hmm. we are Marshall chant. And I was like, where's that coming from? Because I didn't see because they were green too, so you didn't know which green to look for in the stands there. But, yeah, their presence was definitely felt at that game. Um, it's a shame we couldn't pull it out, but appreciate them traveling, and I'm sure there were some there at Chattanooga as well. And then outside of sports, academics are another beast in itself. At two different stages of your college careers, one being a sophomore, one as a grad student, uh, what are some goals other than basketball? We'll start with Abby. That is a great question that I get asked far too often. I don't have an answer for at the moment. Um, I don't know. I'm just really focused on this season, and um, I've thrown around the idea of playing overseas and then you know, trying to stick in the sports world um, post-playing career, so something of that nature. I'm a big sports junkie, so I'll definitely um, keep my, my mind, my head, and my feet in the sports world. Of course, and then, Sydney, for you, um, as a sophomore, uh, about middle, middle way through your college career, um, have you started looking past uh, college yet? Um, I'll say like yes and no. Yes, because I'll I want to be an accountant, do people's taxes like that, CPA type thing. Um, but if I do decide to play basketball, continue to play basketball, I'll still keep that accounting in the back of my head. How did you find an interest in that uh, in CPA in that field? Um. When I was in high school, we had to do like an elective kind of sort of, and they put me in an accounting class, and I had a great accounting teacher when I was in high school, so I feel like, oh, maybe this is something I want to do, so that is my major for this year, this four years. Okay, and then um, as members of the Marshall family, you two are probably often involved around campus outside of just uh, the Cam Henderson Center. What is the go-to spot outside of the Cam? Abby, we'll start with you. Oh, my. Um... (laughs) Go to spot. I feel like I spend most of my life in the Cam Anderson Center. Um, I wouldn't say there's a go-to. Anytime the team can get together, whether that's at someone's place or if we go out to eat, there's a bunch of good spots. Um, not a specific place, but there's just too many to name around here. So right. Uh, Sydney, for you. Um, I feel like what Abby said. We always, you know, pick a person's house to go over and we just chill or get order pizza, watch movies, basketball, something like that. But I feel like some of us will like to go to like. Marshall Cafe downtown. I feel like that's our usually go-to spot or Chili's. And we'll go ahead and uh, stick with that as well. Now that, um, excuse me, um, for um, now that the Cam Henderson Center, while it is attached to Gullickson Hall and Cam Henderson Center, there is a brand new practice facility for yes. you guys. Um, if you, how has that played into the prep for the season? Are you guys liking it? How's it going? We'll start with you. Um. When coach, when first coach came in, we was upstairs in the practice facility. Um, it was hot, and she kept running us. She did not care how hot or cold it was. We ran, so I feel like you know that's part of it, like our second home rather than the cam. We could um, there's more baskets up there, so all of us can have a chance to shoot and get more reps in. Abby, how's it been with a new facility for you this late in your college career? 
Yeah, I would say even on my visit, just a night and day difference of what that place looks like. Um, like Sid said, it's hot up there, but, you know, we burn a lot of calories in the summer in right. that gym. But um, like she said, um, that all the baskets there and just having a second gym to go to if the men have the floor downstairs or volleyball, um, always a place to get shots up. So it's really nice to have that. And have you had the chance to meet the family that donated the practice facility at all because i know they have been around the facility around its opening earlier this year yeah um i don't think i really did have a chance to meet them one-on-one but i was around them for um the ceremony they had for the gym and then like you said them just being around the practice facility never had the chance to really have a one-on-one conversation it seems like someone always has their attention rightfully so but um just i know everyone in the community all of us players are super thankful for their gesture and Sydney, we'll go over to you now. Uh, speaking of practices, once again, uh, are there now that you guys have the chance to scrimmage against other people leading into games? Do you think that helps the team uh, gel together to beat people other than practicing against yourselves? Um, yes, for sure. We have a couple new girls on the team, so we don't really know like what they do, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. So I feel like when we scrimmage and play continue to play these preseason games I feel like we get to know each other more to become as one team rather than oh these three like to do this these three like to do that so I feel like these games will help us to become more sharp during the season is that something is the scrimmage opponents something that you guys plan to keep around this season or is it just a preseason early in the season type of thing I think it's just early in the season type thing all right uh Abby is it more is it more impactful to practice against your own players or people outside of the organization? Um, it depends if we're talking offense or defense. Um, but you know we have a really good team, so I think that practicing against us gets us better. But then you bring in some guys with length and height, and their athletic ability is greater than ours normally, just because they are guys. Um, that helps us for in a game. It's easier, or against one another, it can be easier. So I think it goes both ways. I think they help us in certain areas, and also going against one another helps us. And then uh, for you, Sydney, um, is there a part of your game outside of the three and getting in more toward the middle? Is there a part of your game that you work on more than the rest on a normal week? Um, I feel like I've been working on three, like you said, but I feel like I've been dribbling up and down the coast, going coast to coast on the floor. So I feel like I'm looking for my teammates more, looking for more assists, getting more rebounds. So I feel like rather than the three, I can do certain stuff like that. All right. Well, thank you both. Once again, Sydney Scott and Abby Beeman for Marshall Women's Basketball. And coming out in the second half, Ray Ryanerson will have uh, Marshall Men's Baseball. Uh, I'm Jonathan Edwards, and you're listening to the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. They played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. Oh, that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working. 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. 
Hello and welcome to the Sports View Sports Update. My name is Ben Cower, and this evening we'll have reports on Marshall Sports News during this segment of the program. Let's begin this evening with FM88 Sports' Ray Reinierson's report on Marshall Baseball. As it closes up its fall ball schedule and head coach Greg Beals reminisces upon the brand new Jack Cook Field and the team's preparation for this upcoming season. With the fall ball season coming to an end, Marshall Baseball says goodbye to the Kennedy Center, but now looks to make Jack Cook Field its new home. Yeah, well, you know, first I want to say thanks to the YMCA and, and you know for providing that facility to us. 14 years, George Smales and the YMCA people provided a place for Marshall Baseball to play. So we're grateful for that. What we're excited about is having a home of our own. And Marshall University, Marshall Baseball Program is finally going to have their own field and our own stadium and our own place to work out, train, be our home and be a place where our guys can hang out and the camaraderie and the culture of a program can really develop. They're really excited about that. Coach Beals and his staff made sure to take advantage of its first fall ball season, leading the charge for Marshall Baseball. And, and, you know, when I got here last year, I got here in January, so there's some things that I adopted that we were halfway through the season, so we couldn't flip the switch completely. So this fall was the first opportunity for for myself and our coaching staff to really lay down the foundation of, of what our program's going to be. So... All of our all of our systems, our bunt defenses, our pickoffs, our rundowns, our cuts and relays, our first and third plays, all of our systems we successfully um, instilled uh, this fall. So I'm really really feel good about that from a standpoint. It was not just about playing the games this fall, as Coach Beals also got to share a special moment with someone near and dear to Marshall baseball. Kim and I have gotten to know each other throughout the process of, of getting entrenched here in, in Huntington and at Marshall. Um, Kim is passionate about Marshall baseball. Uh, she knows how much it meant to her dad. Uh, we were pushing for this name uh, all along. Uh, so to be on the field with her when uh, we peeled back the the tarps and, and showed uh, Jack Cook Field, uh, those letters and that name on the field itself it was a special moment. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ray Ranierson. Thanks, Ray. Meanwhile, in Marshall cross-country news, Abby Herring, an athlete on the women's cross-country team, will be making history this Saturday for the Thundering Herd. How so? Herring is the first female runner ever from Marshall to compete in the Women's 6K National Championship and just the third runner ever from Marshall to ever make the NCAA Cross-Country Championships. She joins two male runners in the history books for the Thundering Herd. Kim Nutter in 1979, also from Parkersburg, West Virginia, where Herring is from, and Matt Schiffbauer in 2011, who was the last Marshall runner to qualify for the finals. Herring will race at 10 20 a.m. bright and early Saturday morning from Panorama Farms in Charlottesville, Virginia. Herring finished runner-up in the Sunbelt Conference Championship last month, earning first-team All-Sunbelt Conference honors. Herring is just one of two female four-time All-Conference winners in school history. That will conclude the SportsView Sports Update. After a quick break, we'll have the second half of this evening's program. Where FM88 Sports Ray Reinierson will sit down with Eddie Leone and Chad Heiner of Marshall Baseball. I'm Ben Cower. Stay tuned for more Sports View coming up next right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you prevent wildfires. 
Dude, I've got this. I've been camping since I was five years old. But I am a camping influencer. You know what, I'll bet you five bucks. Assistant Smokey, what is the best way to put out a campfire? To put out a campfire, drown with water, stir, drown again. Then make sure the fire is out cold by feeling with the back of your hand. Wait, really? I'll take the five bucks. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Sports View, and good evening. I'm Ray Ranierson, joined by two Marshall baseball players, fifth-year relief pitcher Chad Heiner and junior third baseman Eddie Leon. And before we get into the fun stuff about the new baseball facility and everything around that, let's just get a little bit in deeper in with you guys. We start with you, Chad, and then go over to Eddie. But what got you into baseball? What was the passion for baseball? You're a homegrown kid here, so people know who you are, but what really got you into everything? Uh, I started playing... I think I was nine years old and uh, played out of Barzell Little League. And uh, we had a really good uh, team growing up. Like in Little League, we had really good experiences. We got we went uh, ended up going out to Warner Robins, Georgia for the Southeastern like regional cha- like tournament and just had a really good experience there. I think my love for the game just kind of grew and it just continued on through high school and travel ball and then to college where we are now. What about you, Eddie? Um, my love for the game kind of just started when I was, uh, I mean, I was playing ball in my, actually in my front yard. I was going to, I was trying to play basketball when I was a kid, actually. And then, um, one day my dad came home with my brother for, uh, for a, like from practice from baseball. And he was like, Hey man, like we just came back from a baseball practice with your brother. Like, do you ever want to do it? I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then from there, I just kind of just signed my life away with baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of talking about it, it's usually for all of us guys that play baseball and stay into it. Dad's usually run a big part of it. As you just mentioned, your dad was a big reason why. And Lily, I'm sure for you, it was also a big reason why. Um, who was someone that you looked up to besides your dad? I'm sure dad obviously had a big influence, but who was someone you saw on the TV or you listened to on the radio like, I want to play like him, I want to be like him? Someone on TV? Like, well, first I'll uh, say my, my pitching coach. He was a really big uh, inspiration for me. I worked with him from like 13 to 18 years old. His name's Pat Arnold, and he actually played minor league baseball for the Nationals for a while. So I looked, at, I looked up to him a lot. But as far as like a player that I watched, I watched a lot of Sonny Gray. A uh, big like sinker fastball guy, kind of kind of like me, with uses off speed a lot as well. So I just I've watched him a lot, and he's not a super tall dude, also. <laughs> so big inspiration for me, also. How about you, Eddie? For me, there's two guys. For one, it was uh it was definitely my bro- my older brother, since he was the one that kind of like led the path for me. Um, the way he played, he would model his game after like Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Yasiel Puig, which at the time they're like they're still those dudes. But um, I modeled my game a lot after my brother because he was just aggressive and he loved just being fast and fast and just playing hard. And then the big league would be definitely like Mike Trout or uh, Bryce Harper. Those guys have just been in the game for a minute and they're still elite. So yeah, you know. that's great. And kind of getting into it getting into the recruiting process of here you're you're from the Huntington area went to Campbell mm-hmm. so for you what drew you to be here besides obviously it is home so it's always easier to stay home than go away but what really wanted you to be a part of Marshall baseball uh well I mean I've always been a huge Marshall fan my whole life most of my family has gone to Marshall so I mean being able to play with them on my chest would be pretty I knew it would be a pretty awesome experience um uh also let me think 
they just uh i mean they gave me a chance to play here and stay home like you said and uh we we were told about how there was gonna be a baseball stadium also so i mean going into my fifth year it's pretty awesome i'm gonna finally get to experience that so how about you eddie especially you're out of state so you're really coming into it you're coming here you're probably getting on campus and there is no facility but as Chad just said you're probably getting promised there will be one you are getting one now but what made you keep your mindset like i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna play here and i'm hoping to see that happen so out of high school obviously we had COVID hit and that kind of affected my class a lot so all of like my my teammates uh, like junior year they already committed to big schools and i hadn't had any offers yet so i was honestly on the verge of like just quitting baseball because i didn't have any offers and then um thank god like jeffrey wagner came and gave me an offer july 9th well i came on my visit july 9th and i'm not gonna lie the visit wasn't anything crazy i wasn't like oh my gosh this is like the best place ever but i don't know there was like a there was like a different vibe to it like it felt homey i was with my mom too and like we just had, it was just the right feeling and it was just the right time um he did tell us that it was gonna be a baseball facility but i mean even even then like for me it's never really been about the facility no matter what i'm gonna like go out there and play my heart out but it is nice now to have the stadium yeah and kind of getting into that and you talked about Coach Wagner. Coach Beals come in, comes in late. The season's about to get ready to roll in. Wagner's out. Coach Beals is in. What was that adjustment for you guys and for both of you guys? Talk about that experience. What was the difficulty of playing baseball now? You, you've been with Coach Wagner for the majority of your career, and now you're under someone completely different with a whole different philosophy. Uh, I mean, last season, he didn't try to change it too much because he knew, like, we had, like, all this going into it, and he knew, like, like – We'd only had a couple weeks until the season started, so it was more of just about about us just playing baseball. This year, we've really gotten to like we've started doing what he normally does, and we started like like changing our culture, and that adjustment's been amazing. But it's leading us to what could be a great year this year. And how about you, Eddie? Like Chad said, like that first like year or the half year that you got, like he uh, he I think he handled it pretty well. Like he didn't really like put a lot of like pressure on us or a lot of like his like philosophies on us he kind of just like wrote with what we had already um and kind of try to like mix in some of his ideas uh, here and there but again it was probably it was definitely tough um with the new team for him but this year having him for a full fall and like not for a full year like chat was saying the culture change is insane like com- compared to the years prior i'm sure the two other years that chad had before me um the culture was just not it. It was not it. It was toxic. It wasn't fun to go to practice. I don't think I've heard one person complain about going to practice this, uh, this fall. Like it's, it's been fun. It's been intentful. It's been purposeful. And Beals is Beals, Everhart, Donnelly, Sandy, Brian. Like the staff that we have, like they're just doing an amazing job. And if it weren't for the, for this like staff change, I don't think we would be on the pace that we're on right now. Yeah, and kind of getting into that, and you guys are talking about greatly, but. There's a whole brand new culture. Now you get to actually bring this culture and you get to bring it to a home. You have something to identify your culture with now with Jack Cook's Field. So how important is that to you, especially you, you've been here. Now this is going your fifth year. It's your last year. How important is it to you that you played at Kennedy Center? You've done it. You've played here your whole life. Now you get a home. You get somewhere where the M actually means something somewhere. You don't have to travel somewhere for a home game or don't have to be on the road majority of the time. Now you have somewhere to go to play and people can come watch you. Well, I mean, the M has always mean like meant something, but you know, uh, people don't probably want to travel super far. So now that we're on campus, it's gonna be good. That like it's gonna be right there for people to come to. And uh, I think the biggest thing that's gonna help us is that since we're gonna have that place that we're calling home, and we'll have a locker room and everything, just like the connection we'll have with our teammates and with all of our coaches all being around the same area all the time. 
because I mean we have our offices that are like most of our things are in different areas so like we're not all in the same place so this will just help like our culture and just like the energy that we have even more also yeah and kind of get into it you guys got to especially infielders outfielders got to get on the field that you released the field everything they unwrapped it you guys got actually out there to get on it and get some balls ground some balls how was that experience like getting on that field knowing like that's that's where we're gonna play in the spring and it's actually happening it's no more promises it's a reality it's nerve-wracking man i mean being out there just kind of just like like wow this is like this is it like this is what we've been waiting for this is kind of just like the opportunity that we've all like couldn't wait to like finally have especially with this like with the fan base that the herd has like it's it's gonna be like even just sitting on there with no fans was already like nerve-wracking i can't even imagine with the the crowd being filled everybody seeing like saying like we are march like i mean that's gonna yeah. be crazy so yeah it's definitely it's nerve-wracking and probably I'm, I'm excited yeah and going into that now with the stadium you're a pitcher how awesome is it gonna be for you you're a relief pitcher. You also have started both times. You've done both. But how's it going to feel to have that fan? You're going to be able to have more fans sit behind you. You get to feed off a, a stadium now. You're going to be able to those moments where maybe it's really close. And as you can say, not that people won't show up, but you don't have really much to feed off of because it's a wide-open environment. Now you'll have a stadium that's more enclosed. And like Eddie said, you're going to get the We Are, Marshall chance and everything. How's it going to do you and help you as a pitcher and perform? Well, I mean – as a pitcher, you're going to have to, and just as a player, you got to learn to perform in those hard scenarios also where you got people yelling at you um, and just screaming at you. And uh, But it's going to help with our momentum. I mean, the home field advantage, this will be like the first time that we're really going to be able to like take advantage of that. So, because uh, I mean, at the Deuce and even, even at a power park, we weren't getting like ton of fans we have some parents and things like that but now that we'll actually have fans that are going to be there we'll have season ticket fans like that are going to be there for marshall baseball so we'll have, we'll have that home field advantage we'll be able to just like, use it and take that momentum with us and we're going to take a quick break here we'll be back here in a few short moments you are listening to the sports view on the current sports Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. I'm Eric Kipple, 10-year veteran of the NFL. And I'm Captain Mark McNeil, 16-year veteran of the Army National Guard. Whether on the playing field or the battlefield, you must be both physically and mentally fit. If you're injured, you owe it to yourself and your teammates to get back to peak performance. It doesn't matter if you've got a broken bone, depression, a traumatic brain injury, PTSD, or another psychological wound. Getting help shows strength, not weakness. To find out more, go to realwarriors.net or call 866-966-1020. Welcome back to Sports View. If you are just joining us, I'm Reverend Nearson, Richard Heiner, and Eddie Leon. We're talking about Marshall Baseball here, and you guys just got to the end of the season here, a fall ball. Fall, fall ball season just wrapped up. And kind of uh, probably happy, sad. For you, probably more happy. That's the last time you're going to touch Kennedy Center at all for a game. <laughs> so for you, like, 
how exciting is that? I, I mean, no, no, nothing against it, but like, how exciting is it for you? Like now, the next time you're on a field, you're home. Like you're actually you're home now. I mean, I can't wait. Uh, I played at Kennedy Center for for a long time, and uh, I mean, it's going to be nice for like a change of scenery, you know. Uh, but to be able to play in a field that's got Marshall's like label on it, and uh, the fans, like loyal fans, that are coming, like it, there's going to be nothing like it. Like no better way to go out. And how about you, Eddie? I mean. Like like he said, it the fan experience in itself is just gonna be amazing. But like as you said, it it's probably gonna be some nerves going into it. So for you, like as as you're doing, you're an infielder, your third baseman. It's already, you're on the hot corner and everything. So with those nerves and everything, like what are you like looking forward to getting into this new stadium, getting just your feet set in in the dirt? Um, I'm looking forward to just the energy from the crowd, man. The energy from the boys, like it's it's literally going to be unmatched to what we've experienced the past two years. I mean that, like. For example, I love playing against WVU, especially at WVU because their fans get on us and I feed off that. Like, I've always been one to, like, love when fans are yelling at me and talking smack to me because, like, it, it just gets us going. It feels a fire. So having, like how Chad said, like a whole fan base behind us, like at our field, it's going to be it's gonna be nuts. And it's going to make not only me, but everybody else want to play better, rise up to the occasion, but also fall down to our skill. Like, it's, it's, it's very exciting. And kind of... Fall ball season's always for you guys, kind of to get everything going. And like you mentioned, this first time with Coach Beals, this is where he really got to implement any, everything and anything he wanted to do with you guys, his culture, his philosophies and everything. And what's stood out to you, particularly in the culture he's brought to the team now, where he's it's finally his. It's all all his. He's going to take over the reins. It's his first full year. He just did his first signing class, got the people he wants to get in. So for you, like, what did you get the most out of what he implemented for you guys this fall season? Uh, he's really big on a, like a brotherhood from our team, and uh, I just I can feel that. I feel like everybody's super close. Everybody, like we have that connection, we have that chemistry already. So knowing that we already have like a good base of that going into the year, and we're gonna be able to feed off of that for the rest of the year is gonna be great. Like we're all gonna, we're just gonna play better because of it. And what was your biggest takeaway from his implementation of the culture for you guys? Obviously, it's about brotherhood, but what really stuck out to you? For me, it's been kind of like the like the process driven mindset, um, like. No offense to our past coach from like it was very much like win 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 and like that's all we care about and like it's kind of just like yeah we want to win but how like how do we win and that's 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 what Bills preaches like our end goal isn't like to win like that's just something that comes along with us doing everything right so Bills is very process driven what he preaches is the brotherhood the competitive toughness the elite preparation that everything that just if we do everything right we do our part the win's going to happen we're just going to run into it it's not just now like how like the years prior we're like oh we're trying to win like we needed to win oh like hopefully we win today no it's like no like it, it will happen we do our part we play right we stick together and and believe in each other we will win yeah and kind of fall ball too is as you're a pitcher sometimes you might find a pitch maybe you want to try out test out not without giving your secrets away but is there anything you're mess you messed around with this fall maybe to bring something new to the table or are you just sticking to your guns and sticking to like you said your sinker sinker guy so you're just going to stick to that and run with it or is there maybe something you're adding to it uh, I wouldn't say I'm adding anything to it. I think I'm just trying to get everything like top notch. So just keep working on my craft, getting better at it, uh, being able to do it repetitively, uh, repetitively, and just consistently, so that whenever it comes to actually doing it, then I can just keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. So for you guys as baseball players, what's a day in the life for you guys? Is it's dramatically now changed? Like you, like you said, you guys got a facility stuff. You're gonna have actually have. A a go somewhere you have a place where you guys want to all want to hang out so what are you guys looking forward to coming in the spring like you have somewhere to go you have somewhere to be if you guys just want to chill and, and be together like you said the brotherhood how exciting like how exciting is that and i know it's a repetitive but like 
What are you looking forward to this spring? I'm looking forward to a couple of things, especially the stadium. Like, for example, like uh, like on the field, BP, like under the lights, whenever we want. Even Chad's going to get out there and get some sleep. <laughs> like, we're, like, I'm looking forward to that, being able to have a field that we can go and practice on no matter what, no matter what time of the day. Those lights are going to be on. We're going to be able to get out there and get our work in. Uh, I'm excited for for guys that, like, that to be wanting to work more because now there's, like, it's more exciting to get working when you're at like this really big new state-of-the-art facility than going to the dungeon, which is what we call our locker room. And like, <laughs> and then you're in there, it's all muggy, you know what I mean? Like now we have like a locker, like we're gonna at least spend an hour or two a day with each other outside of like practice. So now we're gonna have more chemistry, more brotherhood. Like the, the, the culture is just gonna be way, way better amongst like the team. And when you have guys that love each other and truly pray for each other, like for example, our men's soccer team, you can see the love and belief they have in each other. And that's why they're on this like this insane run right now like they did in 2020. So um, having that is definitely gonna have a huge impact and like watch out with the herd <laughs> this year. And what do you think, Chad? How do you feel? What are you looking forward to this spring? I mean, I agree with a lot, a lot of what I said. Uh, just being able to have a field that we can be at and stay at so like at the deuce when we practice we're there like we, we have early work that we can go to but then afterwards like we just kind of have to leave but like at this new place we'll be able to get there and we'll be able to stay like if there's something else that we want to do at the field we can just continue to do it so like you know, we'll be able to work more get like be- get better at the home like get our at our own uh own home field and just continue like to prepare and just get better at what, uh, what we want to get better at I feel like it's always a dream. I mean, I loved it. I didn't get to do it much, but when I got to do it myself in high school playing baseball, playing under lights, you guys are going to have lights now too that comes with a new stadium. So how's that How's that factor into all the excitement as it is now you're going to be able to have night games? I mean, I think that's when baseball is meant to be played. I think it's supposed to start maybe when there's like light out and then end whenever it's dark. <laughs> so when the closer comes in, like it's dark out, the lights are out on, people are going nuts. I think that's when baseball is supposed to be played. Exactly. So whenever like we're actually able to do that at Marshall, oh, it's going to be... Oh. I can't wait. <laughs> How about you, Eddie? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, like having like the like the Friday Night Lights kind of vibe to it. Uh, like to my freshman year, we had games like pushed another day because well, uh, like we know we ran out of daylight. Like what? <laughs> we're a divisional program. We're worried about lights over here. But um, but yeah, no, it's just I think being under the lights like itself, it just like adds like even like another like atmosphere to it, and like it's gonna be especially like the cold, like like there's so many factors that just adds like the grittiness, and like you know, it's like a gritty, it's a gritty town, you know what I mean? Like it's a hardworking blue collar town, and that's what we're about as a team. Like we're just gonna be gritty, hardworking team, and just come for everybody's throats this year. Exactly that, and kind of get into the gritty town, the Huntington itself, and just kind of getting into you guys there's a place now I mean now you're gonna have your new facility but when you guys are going to grab food or something is there a specific spot maybe you guys want to go like roosters or anything uh we typically go to backyard yeah. there's a place <laughs> backyard brunch on Sundays after church yeah. oh if you have a backyard brunch like in the morning and get in the bacon egg and cheese cakes if you haven't done that yet go ahead and do it yeah your life's gonna change definitely definitely that but kind of getting back on to baseball um Obviously, opening day at the facility is going to be scheduled on the calendar, but is there anything else you guys, obviously probably WE2, but is there anything that's sticking out to you, like I want to go play there or I can't wait for them to come to us and play them here? 
Uh, I'm really looking forward to going to Southern Miss. I've been, like, I played four years, and I've never gotten to face Southern Miss before, whether it's here or there. And I've heard that when you go to Southern Miss, their fans get on you like crazy. So I'm really looking forward to that because, like, WVU does. Like, that kind of fires me up, like Eddie says. Like, I use it. I use that energy. And, man, I've heard that they get after it on the other team <laughs> players. So really looking forward to Southern Miss. How about you, Eddie? Um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, for like all the teams that like smoked us last year, I'm looking forward to all of them coming here. Um, looking forward for W coming here. Obviously that's always going to be a fun game, but honestly, any team coming here, all the teams that we didn't get to visit, um, this past season in the Sunbelt, um, going over there, seeing their field and then see how their fans interact with us. That's what it's all about, man. Just the energy. One of, uh, Appalachian State's kind of known for you always see when baseball season comes around the facility's pretty nice is there a certain place you guys specifically like to go and travel obviously you just brought up Southern Miss the fans are pretty electric there but when you guys travel is there somewhere where you're like wow this place is actually pretty cool and I like it here I mean nowhere is as good as Huntington but my unbiased opinion right uh I mean, Coastal was really like their facilities were pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, they won the national championship a few years back. Well, it's been a little bit now, but they won national championships. So their facilities are top notch. And I mean, their fans are pretty good too. So, I mean, that was a cool, cool atmosphere to be around also. How about you, Eddie? Yeah, definitely. Coastal is definitely fun to play at. Um, their view is always fun to play at. Their fans are, are electric. Um, and I just, uh, ODU's fun to play at too. Their fans get on you too. We'll be running out to the fence, and they'll still, be, <laughs> they'll still be on you. Um, Texas State was fun to play at too. It's like, well, since I'm from Florida, I like, I like the hot. I like playing in the hot weather, so it gets me going a little more than than the 20 degrees, 30 degrees. <laughs> and kind of to get going and wrapping things up. What's a goal for you, for both of you guys? You can start with you, Chad. But what's a goal for you that? you're looking to accomplish to summarize this is your last year i'm sure there's plans of probably trying to go professional if you can do it if you want to do it so what are you looking forward to do to get your stuff done goals reach and try and play baseball again if that's what you want to do after college i mean my goals are more like team oriented i'll say so i just i want us to go out there and leave our mark our first year in this stadium like i want us to go out there and have a good year uh, and just kind of like propel us for years going forward you know just leave a mark leave a leave a, leave a starting legacy for what martial baseball is going to be moving forward how about you eddie um like chad said yeah i mean like it's not really i feel like the individual awards would come with like you playing well and like having the right mindset about it um i mean the goal is to win, is to win the conference because the only way to get to a regional and have the opportunity to go for natty is to beat the conference we haven't done enough the past few years to get granted a um a regional spot so uh definitely one of the conferences is a goal um leading the the conference as a team and hitting or pitching or in both like just showing that we're a lot different this year i mean we're years prior and that we have like like we'll be something like to mess with yeah and kind of just talking to you guys both here now it just seems like the important thing for everything and for herd baseball in general is we got a new stadium so now we want to show out for you guys it's kind of not like show out but like we want to do good we want to show like this facility coming we're also here to play too yeah, I mean, it, again, like he said earlier, like it is going to put some pressure on us because I mean, this is going to be the first time really like Huntington fans like from all over Huntington are going to come out and watch us. So that does put pressure on us. But what they need to know is that like we, we've been working very hard all year. So whenever we come to play, like everybody needs to know like we've put the work in, like we've put the effort in. So whenever it comes out there, hopefully, like it's going to show. So it's going to show that when we compete against all these other teams. Yeah. How about you, Eddie? Uh, there's definitely. I think that especially like the culture's been changing a lot. 
and the the trend that we're going in is like the gratitude part like we're grateful for opportunity we're not like looking at the season like oh my gosh like we better not mess this up for the city like no 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 like we're gonna like we're gonna put on for the city we're going to represent Huntington we're gonna represent this community this fan base like we're ready to show out for them we're grateful for opportunity and we're ready to to, sh- to show like they, they supported us and got us to stadium so we're gonna give our part back and and and, and put Hunt- like put Marshall on the map in baseball yeah, and that will conclude things here for us at Sports View. This was another episode of Sports View here on the Current Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the award winning Sports View. Tune in again next week at 7 p.m. for more Sports View on the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL 88.1. Award-winning coverage lives right here on WMUL-FM Huntington, WFGH-FM Fort Gay, and WTHM-LP Ravenswood, West Virginia.